Arthur Balford, the team on the brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio is Mr. Jim Deshays, in response to which uh, most listeners will be uh, will be duly impressed, or by which statement I should say, will be duly impressed because uh, you're excited that Jim Deshays will be on the program uh, and that I was – you'll be impressed that I was able uh, – that I, Carson Stooley, was able to talk to Jim Deshays for that uh, for that other population of listeners, though, a very small population, I assume, a very small population. Uh, here's why you ought to be impressed uh, um, by the fact that I was able to talk to Jim Deshays uh, and to do so, it should be said, without embarrassing myself uh, that much. Uh, Jim Deshays was a major league pitcher uh, in the major leagues. Uh, is primarily where he pitched. Well, I think he was a major league pitcher. He's a major league pitcher for 12 years. Many of them at the Houston Astros, but also uh, Minnesota, San Francisco, Philadelphia, San Diego, and the New York Yankees. New York Yankees. And after that, uh, was a broadcaster for the Houston Astros for a long time. Uh, 16 years, in fact. He has recently become a broadcaster, a color broadcaster, both for WGN and Comcast Sportsnet, for whom, alongside Len Casper, he broadcasts Chicago Cubs games. Both Casper and Deshays cite fangraphs uh, with some frequency in their broadcasts. Deshays himself, uh, in addition to being, uh, of course, a uh, an experienced major league pitcher uh, and also uh, and also quite intelligent and funny, uh, he also is very comfortable with advanced metrics and uh, just any of the more sophisticated concepts within baseball analysis. I spoke with Deshays this past weekend at Milwaukee's Miller Park, home of the Milwaukee Brewers, where the Chicago Cubs were visiting. I spoke in the uh, visitors' television broadcast booth, uh, which is a place that, uh, while it might surprise listeners, just a place I'm allowed to go uh, as a uh, member of the BBWAA. It's true. Let's stop saying all of this, though, and get to the conversation, um, which is, as I say, a conversation on Fangraphs Audio with former Major League pitcher, current Cubs broadcaster, Jim Deshays, uh, a conversation which begins right now. I get to do stuff like this weirdly. Yeah, yeah so it's nice. Um, so I might I might shove this a little sure, bit in your yeah, face. Yeah. I apologize for that. Yeah. Um, so here's where I want to start, and this is why I was excited to talk to you. Excited the Cubs were coming to town. About I guess it's probably about a year and year and a half ago now. Um, at Fangraphs, uh, I helped to facilitate sort of a, a crowdsourcing effort um, to do to do a, a ranking of broadcasters. That would appeal, in, in a sense, in the way it would appeal to Fangraphs readers. You know, especially now with, with extra innings being widely available, MLB.tv, it's it's more possible than ever to watch out of market broadcasts. The thing is, you have, you can choose between both television booths, both radio booths, and so I wanted to create a shorthand, honestly, for myself. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, <laughs> but um, but also for the benefit of the readers yeah. to be like, if you're a sort of person who reads Fangraphs. Um, and all that that entails, what broadcast might be most appropriate for you? Um, now, in terms of the responses we got, we did TV, we did radio. I mean, some of them, they sort of transcend the, the, the broadcaster's interest in uh, analytics, stats, etc. I mean, Vince Scully right. is so, good, and no one can say anything different right. than that. It's like hanging out with the best possible grandfather. Um, but one thing that happened was... Um, 
you and Bill Brown got excellent marks uh, so far as that was concerned. And there was a lot not just um, having to do with your knowledge of the analytical side of the game, but also just your control of the call, generally speaking. Um, so I guess, I guess first of all, knowing that, what is your sense of what might appeal, what you're doing, what you're trying to do that would appeal to a Fangraphs reader? Well, I think a Fangraphs reader is... My best guess, one, obviously, very interested in the analytical side of the game, but still probably a baseball fan uh, generally and, and also interested in uh, you know the game on a lot of different levels. Uh, so I think, I mean, I think that's always the challenge when you do games is you're, you're speaking to a broad audience. There are people who want every last bit of uh, information you can give them and, 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 and dig deep into the analytical side. And there's other people that say no. You know, your, our brains are going to blow up. Don't overload us with this. Uh, but I think I think the way the game has changed because front offices are using it, and it's very important. It's how they acquire players, who they sign, who they promote. Uh, so then it's, it's our responsibility as broadcasters to kind of play along. I mean, you don't want to bury your head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. So I think you have to, you know, it's that blend. Um, and, and I think there are probably guys that, you know, there's probably fan graphs people uh, that go to the site that would like to get more of the analytics and there's people that probably don't use the site that don't so right. it's you know it's well so this has become something of a theme um, I know that I've talked to Boog Shami about it um, one of our other writers talked uh, with John Miller about it recently um, who's also aware of analytics uh, the, the methods you might use to integrate them into a broadcast whether it's the stats themselves or if it's the the concepts which might be a little bit more sophisticated um, and I might get to this in a second, but I know, like last year during an Astros broadcast, you cited uh, sometime in the first couple of innings, you cited FIP fielding and yeah, the pitching, right. which uh, is obviously to a fan who can be a, a pretty, um, pretty familiar idea, but to someone who's uh, maybe more casual fan, you know, maybe less so. So I guess I'm curious, is like, do you have a sort of guiding philosophy or principle for, well, for doing uh, that? Well, I, you know, well, I, I mostly read, you know, when I read stuff that, that is. Presented in a, a real thoughtful way. Is here, here's the origins of these stats. Here's what they mean, and this is how this is the context. I don't begin to think I can explain the formula, even if I knew it. And in, right. in, in, you know, in a broadcast, you just don't have time to do it. So what I I just kind of kind of parse through it and figure out what I think is valuable, um, and then just kind of give it to the fan. Is basically saying all these really smart guys have come up with this formula <laughs> that says FIP or XFIP or whatever, is a more valuable tool in evaluating pitchers than ERA. And these really smart guys say that this guy's better than that guy. Right. That's that's how I would use it. Right. Um, and I would also argue that I tend to believe this guy, just based on what I've read. Again, right. I can't explain it to you in any great detail because it would take a long time and I'm, you know, I'm not qualified in some levels. Um, so that I think that that's it. And then you know, kind of like war. Uh, we had some fun last year just through the whole war debate, right, the whole MVP debate with the Cabrera and Trout. Right. Uh, where clearly Trout, on one level, was the best player because of all those numbers, and so there was a compelling argument, and then the old school argument for Cabrera. Um, so I think it's kind of fun to present both sides of the story. At times, come down on what, who you agree with, who you, you know, and, and why. Uh, and I'm lucky because Len's really, Len's really committed to it too. He's probably more than I am. He's he's, he's really sharp and he really studies uh, the, the numbers. Um, now, I guess. Partially, you know, you mentioned that now you're with Lynn Casper. You're with Bill Brown for over a decade, I think, right? 
Um, yeah, sixteen years. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you were with the, you were the Astros for a while. Now, I don't know if you'd agree with this sentiment or not, but part of a broadcaster's job is to be able to articulate, and not necessarily cheerlead on behalf of, but at least to be able to articulate the vision of that team. Now, when you were with the Astros, you were with a very good team uh, at certain points. Um, you were with a, a thinner, a thinner team. And then, and then, of course, you had the ownership change, and the change really with with Jeff Luno stepping in, a change in philosophy throughout the organization. I'm curious for you what that was like, both interacting with the front office and trying to trying, I guess, to characterize the team's narrative, the team's message for for the current. Well, I, I think I was, you know, because I, I I was already on board with with analytics, um, and so. I didn't have to be sold on what Luno was doing and how important it was, and that they got a bunch of smart guys that are working on it over there. Um, I think going forward, I think you know, I think that's when they hired you know, all these new broadcasters in Houston. I think that was part of the conversation they had with the candidates. Uh, do you believe in this? Can you help explain this to our fan base? So, you know, I, I think because I, you know, Jeff had just gotten there, and you know, now I've moved on. Um, we never really had that conversation. Um, um, Jeff and I didn't. Uh, George Pistolis, I know he, one of the talking points as the president of the team that he wanted everybody in the organization to promote was the fact that we've got a bunch of smart guys working there now, and we're going to get this thing turned around. Um, so, but I, you know, I didn't have to be convinced of it. I mean, I was kind of on board. Uh, and all, to, to me, it all becomes degrees, right? Everybody has some analytical people in their front office. Just how much you commit to, how much you believe in it, and, and you know, and, and you still got to do old-fashioned scouting to a degree. And, with the Cubs, what are the sort of? I mean, this is obviously. I mean, the Astros are beloved in their community. The Cubs are beloved um, in a in a way that's you know famous throughout baseball, famous throughout the sport. What are the sort of unique challenges in coming to coming to Chicago, coming to the Cubs? Especially, you're sort of a newcomer, and you know you're part of now a, a team that's you know had a, has quite a fan base. Yeah. Well, that, 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 you know there is a challenge in that. You know, You've spoken to one audience for 16 years, and they've gotten to know you, and so they feel comfortable with you. Um, so stuff that worked there because they've gotten to know me and listen to me. You know, you might have to go a little slower here. You might have to just kind of take a different tack. Because stuff that I've got away with in Houston now is Deshaies being goofy again. Yeah. <laughs> in Chicago, I'm like, who is this bonehead? You know. So you got you got to kind of introduce it and uh, drips and drabs. Uh, but it's the same challenge, only bigger. I think the same thing with Chicago baseball fans applies to Houston baseball fans, only it's bigger. Um, they're, they're, there's a bigger base of crazy, passionate fans in Houston. Houston has their core. Chicago's bigger. But I think there's the same kinds of fans everywhere. There are fans of Chicago that want to hear all about the analytics. There are fans of Chicago that don't want to hear much about that. They just want to hear about Ernie Banks and, you know, Rhino and, 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 and things of that nature. So it's... Um, but but there is a sense as, as kind of a new guy that you got to kind of tread lightly and, and, and kind of figure it out as you go. Well, you mentioned that that you know may, whereas an Astros fan might uh, be accustomed to you, uh, Cubs fan, especially maybe some of the intricacies or the uh, you know, the subtleties, especially of your humor. I know that uh, in this same broadcast I had seen where you mentioned FIP, uh, I think uh, uh, one of the Astros pitchers allowed a home run. You say that's not. Uh, 
that's not the worst thing. That would be famine or pestilence. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> just as a little aside, you also made uh, you also made. Here's what the Cub fan the, the, giving up the home run <laughs> may be worse than famine or pestilence. Right? Uh, yeah. Or uh, I think you also made a Larry David reference at one point. You said a pitch or something was pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, is this the sort of thing that where you feel like you have to? That you can't give them all of the deches at once. You have to uh, slowly reveal the deches. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair <laughs> assessment of where I'm at. That um, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that they know me as a baseball guy first. The yeah. guy that understands the game, appreciates the game, understands what it's like to be a long-suffering Cub fan. Yeah. Um, wants to see the home team win, um, and at the same time, sprinkling in. You know, Part of the job, obviously, is to entertain. So you got to have some fun up here too, yeah. and, and we have, we do. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's kind of sprinkling it in is a good way to put it. So now, uh, so now we, I should say, well, I'll let you go here in a second. You fulfilled your obligation. Uh, but as we're talking here, Len Casper, the Len Casper, is behind you here. Uh, he's also uh, typically beloved by by uh, Fangraphs readers because uh, he cites us, and we like that, <laughs> and writers too. Um, what is it like uh, just becoming accustomed with a with a new broadcast partner? Um, I mean, is it like do you have to do trust falls together, or is it? A <laughs> yeah, we went. We spent a week uh, you know, in the Himalayas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eating a goat. Uh, it's been great. It's yeah. been, it's been uh, easier than than I thought it would be. It's been a real smooth transition. We did six spring training games, jumped into the regular season, and uh, you know, I, I think I think stylistically, Len is kind of like Brownie. Um, I'm kind of like Bob. I think to a certain extent. So I think I think it kind of worked. Uh, Right. Right to keep going. Yeah. Cool. Hey, well, listen, I really appreciate sure. it. Excited to hear Excellent. what you have going on. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, yeah. I'm going to shoot this off. I frequently have